0: This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff, and I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Once upon a time, Princess the cat roamed our home. She was a beautiful cat, and I loved her dearly. But Princess was a pest. Whenever I would work on my computer, Princess would plop herself down on the keyboard. Or she would stand in front of the monitor. Or she would insist on climbing up on my lap, which made it impossible for me to do any work at all. She was a pest. If I tried to study for a sermon, Princess would insist on lying smack dab in the middle of my book or on the notepad that I was taking notes on or she would bat my pens off the desk onto the floor. If I moved, she moved. If I moved her, she would move back. She was a pest. But the worst thing that she would do to distract me is that she would roll over on her back so I could pet her belly. I mean, that's not fair, right? Because every time she did that, I would lose my train of thought. What was I thinking? of? I don't remember. Sometimes she would take a flying leap into a a stack of papers that I had, and they would just go flying all over the place. Or she would attack my phone, or she would uh, attack um, uh, some magazines that I had nearby, and they would go all, all over the place. I mean, she was a pest. There was no way you could ignore Princess. She made sure you knew she was there. On the other hand, at the same time, we had another cat living in our home whose name was Smokey. Now, Smokey lived in our master bedroom. That's right. She never came out of our master bedroom, partly because she was afraid of our three dogs and partly because I think she wanted to avoid Princess as well. But Smokey was a cat's cat. She was aloof, she kept her distance. If she got within within arm's length of you, within touching distance of you, it was on her terms. I could go into the bedroom and I could spend a lot of time there. And when I left, I could leave not having had a single Smokey sighting. She would find nooks and crannies in the closet where she could become invisible. It was almost as if she wasn't even there. And I wonder if God sees me as a princess or as a smoky. I mean, in his eyes, am I the one rolling over for his attention like princess? Or am I aloof? Am I hardly there like smoky? Am I pastoring him all the time with my prayers Or am I hiding in the closet? Am I invisible to him? Do I scatter his word all over the place by the way I live my life? Or do I only want him to pay attention to me on my terms? In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus told a story about a widow who is a lot like princes, actually. Here's how Jesus described her. He said, There was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him, and she would say to him, My rights are being violated. Protect me. Well, he never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me— I'd better do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. Then Jesus said, Do you hear what the judge, as corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you, he will won't drag his feet. So what was Jesus saying here? He was saying that God is completely the opposite of this judge who had this case before him of this widow. God is different from him. Because this... Judge only gave this woman what she wanted because she beat him black and blue with her continual coming to him over and over and over again with her request and her need. And what Jesus is saying here is that God is nothing like that. God is nothing like that. Unlike this judge who couldn't care about anything, God cares about you and he loves you and he hears your prayer and he answers your prayer right away. Now, some of you are going to say to me, Hey, Greg, God has sometimes dragged his feet when it comes to my prayer. He hasn't answered my prayer right away. There's been a pretty long delay sometimes. Well, I want you to think about this for a minute. Sometimes God might wait to answer your prayer because he knows more than you do about what you need? I mean, you see what's right in front of you, but God sees the big picture of your life. And sometimes he might delay to make sure this is really important to you, that what you're asking for is not just the catch of the day prayer for something you think you need right now, but is this important to you that you'll continue to keep praying about it as you wait for him? He might even want to wait to see if you continue to pray as he delays, to see if you really believe that he will answer your prayer and can answer your prayer. Do you have the faith to keep on praying even when it seems like your prayer hasn't been answered yet? Because you know what? God answers every prayer immediately. And he answers prayers in three different ways. Some prayers, God answers with a yes. I'm going to give you what you've asked for right now, immediately. Here is your gift. Here is your blessing. Here's the answer to your prayer. And we like that answer when it comes from God. But sometimes God says no to your prayer. He says, no, this isn't right for you. This isn't what I want for you. This is not good for you. No, you cannot have this. And obviously, we don't like that kind of prayer. But the third way that God answers prayer is he says no. He says yes, he says no, or he says no. Now, not the third no is not N-O, but the third no is K-N-O-W. I know you. I know what's best for you. I know what you need. And I know right now is not the right time or the best time for me to answer this prayer in the way that you want me to. And the question he has then is Do you trust me enough to believe that I know what's best? And will you continue to ask for this prayer need until it is right for you? In the Bible, Luke explained the meaning of the story that Jesus told about the widow this way He said, Now Jesus was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Let me put it this way. Luke could have written it like this. Now Jesus was telling you a parable to show that at all times you ought to pray and you should not lose heart. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, to the people who were gathered there to listen to his sermon, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And in the way that Matthew wrote that up in the original language, what Jesus was saying to them was, keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep seeking and you will find keep knocking and the door will be open to you. In other words, the same idea, keep it up, keep it up, be persistent in it, because I am just wanting to make sure this is important to you, that you have the faith to believe that I can and will answer this prayer, and I need that you know that I know what's best for you. You know what? God wants you to be more like princes. He really does, and less like Smokey. And when you are, he doesn't see you as a past who won't leave him alone. Rather, he sees you as his child who loves you. And you're his child who loves him and who loves his attention. And he likes that. So try this. Roll over and see for yourself. I promise he will pet your belly. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding him in the small stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast you'll just encounter things like cups of coffee home repair signs on the side of the road roller coasters and french fries all revealing something unique about god who meets you in real life ways every day